I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. Hi, boys and girls. This is Vincent, and I welcome you to uh, how to convert the buyer prospects to a paid applicant and or home finder client. And this is exceptionally important because a lot of you guys don't really understand the process. So we're going to go through this step-by-step step so it all makes sense. Um, and I want you guys to go ahead and jot down questions as you go because it's going to be a very, very quick Q&A session at the very end of this. It's imperative that you get this information down and that you understand um, exactly what it is that we're trying to do here so that you don't waste time, you don't get frustrated, and you can get to a closing very quickly. We've had people do it in as little as 21 days start to finish following exactly what I'm going to show you right here. So uh, pay attention, get your questions down. There's a question thing on the right-hand side that you can ask questions as we go along so that I've got a complete list there when we finally get to the end. Uh, and I can go through those step by step. But this is for converting a prospective buyer. You guys are going to be getting buyer leads that have either sent in an email requesting additional information or they have actually picked up the phone and called. And those sometimes can be the very best ones because they've actually taken the time and energy to pick up the phone, take action, and dial the digits. And those are, uh, they tend to be very good, very hot leads because. Quite frankly, they're taking action. They're not hiding behind a keyboard. So let me show you how to handle these when they come in. So after you've pre-qualified the prospective buyer, and if you guys have not watched that video yet, you cannot have any of these buyer leads until you have the seven questions down and you understand exactly what that prospect uh, or what that process is to pre-qualify them. It's a very, very simple process. It has to be handled in the first two minutes because if you don't do that, what's going to happen is these people will allow you to entertain them for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, only for you to find out that they're not serious, they're not qualified, they don't have any money, they can't move, uh, they're just trying to get some information for next year. You don't have time for all that, all right? We want today money. We want people that are ready and willing and motivated to move today. That's the fastest way that you're going to get something closed out. So you have to follow that prequal script, and that prequal script done naturally in a native conversation where typically what happens is they're going to call in, they're going to ask for additional information, they're going to ask for information about the property, or they want you to explain the program, and you just roll very casually into, I'll be happy to give you all the information that you're looking for, uh, but first let me get some information for you so I can explain it to you as it relates to your particular situation. Nobody's ever going to balk at that because obviously everybody wants information directly as it relates to them. It's personalized, it's customized, it is not some uh, generic vanilla formula that may or may not apply. It's specific to their situation. And then you just roll into your pre-qual questions. You know, what kind of payment are you looking for? When are you looking to move? Um, how much did you have set aside for a down payment? Is that liquid and available now? If it's not, do you have a, or do you, if you don't have money, do you have a 401k? Are you fully vested in the 401k? 
those are the standard pre-qual questions because what you're trying to find out is where's the money? Where is your money that you're going to get paid? That's what you're looking for today. You need to find out if they've got your money or not. And if they don't have it, if they can get it, and if they can get it, where are they getting it from? If they do have it now, is it liquid? Where is it? Is it under the mattress? Is it in a money market? they got to get it from Aunt Sally. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that you got to know up front before you want to take time and invest your time and energy and money. So once you've done all that, and now we're at the point where they've answered all the questions, they got 10, 15, 20, 50, 100,000 in cash to put down, what's next? Well, you pre-qualify them. Typically what's going to happen is they're going to, uh, you're going to roll into a presentation and explanation on the actual program itself. The program is not complex. Okay. It's a no credit qualifying program designed strictly for people that are serious and committed to owning a home, but don't presently qualify for conventional mortgage financing. Is that you, Mr. Buyer? Of course it is. Yes. The answer is yes. Otherwise they wouldn't be calling you that you'll get a mortgage. And they go buy a home through what they perceive to be the conventional route. So you already know the answer to that question. Other than that, you're really down to semantics and details. It's basically they're walking into an actual purchase contract. It's not a rent-to-own, even though we have the website says rent-to-own. It's not rent-to-own. We don't do lease options. I mean, we can, but there's a whole lot of explanation that has to go into those things, and a lot of waivers of liability, uh, because most lease option deals are very, very bad deals. These are actual bona fide purchases under the IRS installment sales contract guidelines utilizing some variation of an installment sales contract or land trust could be contract for deed uh, bond for title grant deed um, installment sales contract land contract you may have heard these things called any of a number of things but that's the way that we contract on the properties unless we're using a land trust or unless i have a power of attorney that allows me to control that property and then even then we're still moving forward with some variation of that type of contract the reason that we do that is because we want these people to become homeowners immediately, and they do. They become a homeowner. They get the tax deduction. They get, um, they actually get homeowners insurance, not renters insurance or contents coverage, um, and they're writing this thing off of their tax return. I mean, that's the the, the most uh, credible thing, and the, one of the biggest benefits that you can describe to people is the fact that you know a portion of their monthly payment they're going to get back in cash every single month if they follow our instructions. And remember W-4 because 100% of that payment is going to be tax deductible, okay? So it's real actual cash, real spendable cash, not some credit that they can get back on a monthly basis. That's huge because they're going from a scenario where they're renting at probably $2,000 a month and getting no credit for it. And if they're in the 33% tax bracket, now all of a sudden they're paying $2,000, but they're getting a credit back for, say, $700 or so, or roughly $700, in real cash, it's like getting a raise at work, and all they had to do was sign the right type contract. So it's a no-brainer sale, but you have to understand something. These people are skittish, okay? You got two things going on with these people. Number one, they're afraid of a scam, okay, which everybody obviously understands. We're doing this all online virtually, largely through Craigslist. They're never going to meet you. You're never going to go to the property. You're not meeting buyer or seller. They're going to wire funds to a voice on the phone that is unknown with no real protection in place. So there's a lot for them to be afraid of. So you've got to establish that rapport, the credibility, the integrity up front. And this is a legit deal, okay, that everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. That's why we have testimonials that they can actually talk to on the website. So that's concern number one. Now, concern number two, or not really concern number two, but issue number two that you have, and this is probably going to um, convict a lot of you with your own consciences, and I'll just be honest with you up front, the other issue that they have is that these people are, tend to be people with challenged credit. Not always, but in some cases they have challenged credit. What does that mean? That means they didn't pay somebody, 
right? Means they didn't do what they said they were going to do, right? And legally, the law calls that a fraud, right? So you have to understand that to a certain point, in many cases, they've gotten to the mentality of justifying why it is they didn't do what they said they were going to do to someone along the way. Now, that's not every buyer that comes across the table, but there are some of them that are like that. So you need to understand who it is you're dealing with when that comes up. And the best way to explain that is it's like going, it's like people when they go to the car dealership. Okay, now pay attention to this because this is powerful, powerful information. Here's what happens in many cases. Somebody goes to a car dealership, honest, straight-laced, good, Christian people, all this, and what happens? They go to the car dealership and they're afraid of getting taken advantage of. They're afraid of being lied to. They're afraid that this salesperson is going to somehow manipulate them. So what do they do? Nine times out of ten, they lie. They try to manipulate the situation. They do everything that they criticize, okay, that they're going to convict and condemn the salesperson for doing, whether he's done it or not. And they do that up front, and that's basically the mentality that they've got, okay? So you have to understand going into these things that, that sometimes you're dealing with these scenarios where people are playing their cards very close to the vest, and it's your job to build rapport, to um, establish that credibility and integrity in that relationship, and then be able to move into what I'm going to show you here. So after you pre-qualify the prospective buyer, they're either going to want to schedule a showing on the home, or they're going to want details on the home finder program. So what do you do in both of those scenarios? If it's a home that we have an inventory, then Obviously, we want to get them out to see the property as quickly as possible, but do we just go ahead and coordinate a showing and give them a lockbox up? Absolutely not. No. I understand that that's the way that it is traditionally, conventionally done. Okay, if you go out and get a realtor and they'll take you out and show you 100 houses, or you call up somebody on a leasing and say, hey, we want to come take a look at the house, but that is not the way that I do it. And the reason I don't do it that way is because I'm here to not waste time. I'm here to make money in the shortest possible time frame. And here's what happens. If you get to the point, and I'm telling you, don't do this, okay? Because I'm going to be all over if you do. You know, and I can get you on the phone with Kyle, who didn't listen to me and did this on three separate occasions, and then call me back fussing because uh, he didn't listen to me. He did exactly what I told him not to do. And what happened? Exactly what I told him was going to happen. And here's what, here's what happens if you do that. They will turn you into a showing coordinator, Okay. And you'll waste all this time talking to these people. You'll run through half hour, 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half on the phone, explaining every nuance of every detail of the program that we've got. They'll get the information to go see the property. They'll go see the property, and then you'll never hear from them again. Happens nine times out of ten anytime you schedule a showing for somebody that hasn't followed the steps I'm about to show you. So I don't do it that way. Okay, I stopped doing that back in 2007. The way that I do it is this. They, if they want to go see a home, fantastic. We're happy to get you the lockbox code. We're happy to schedule and coordinate a showing if it's with the seller or another individual has to show it to you um, as soon as you've made an application. And the application is $37, and it's on the website, and you can have it completed in the next you know, 45 seconds. And as soon as I get that information from you, I'll be happy to provide you the combination lockbox code. Okay? I don't, nobody goes out and sees a house unless they paid the $37 and they fill out the application. And the reason why is exactly what I just explained to you. Because if you don't do that, they're wasting time. You're wasting time. You're never going to hear from these people again nine times out of the ten. If that house isn't perfect, then what are the odds that the one house that they're going to go see is going to be perfect? And now you wasted all this time to get nowhere to never hear from them again. They're blowing you off, blah, blah, blah. So I don't do it that way. This is going to force you up front to close. Okay. Remember, this is for closers. 
So the four share front to go ahead and close now, not waste time, and get these people in a position where you're dealing with a qualified prospect that is worth your time. Now, the obvious um, bulk at that is going to be that, well, you know, why do I have to pay $37 just to see a house? It's crazy. And I agree. It is totally nuts. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't, I don't know that I would pay $37 to go see a house. And so we're, we're, we're going to get into exactly how to handle that here in just a second. But um, once you pre-qualified the prospective buyer, one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to be, they want a showing on the home or they want details on the home finder program. So if they want a showing on the home, the next step is what? What did I just say? It's time to make them go apply before we give them the lockbox code. Okay. Don't do it any other way. I'm just telling you, you're wasting your time if you do. Absolutely wasting your time. I don't do it that way. And I don't, you know, if you do it to everybody, everybody else that's not listening to me and done it that way has only come back crying that they didn't listen because of what I'm gonna, about to show you. So here's the thing. This is the way you need to think, look at it. No dough, no show. In other words, they don't pay the $37 for the application. They don't get to go see the house. And the reason it's set up that way is because that takes, it requires action. It requires them to do something. It requires them to have some type of investment, some skin in the game, some I'm serious money, okay? It's not about 37 bucks. I don't care about the $37. It's about I want them to take action. I want them to do something overt that shows me that they're serious and they're worth my time, okay? And once they do that, I'm happy to jump through all the hoops necessary to get them the lockbox code, to coordinate a show with the, with the seller if necessary, whatever it is that we need to do to get them out to that property. But I'm not going to move until you show me that you're serious, okay? So bottom line, no go, no show. They don't get to see the house. Nope, not going to do it. So you've got to close them on the application. And there's, like I said, many reasons that we're doing this. You want to make sure you're dealing with somebody that's serious. You want to make them take action, overt action, that shows that they're hot, they're ready to, ready to pull the trigger because that's the buyer that you want to deal with. Not these tire kickers, not these time wasters, not these people that want to go see 100 houses, okay? And if you had 100 houses in one location that matched with it, they'd want you to give them the lockbox lock, lock codes to all 100 of them. You don't have time for that, okay? You want people that want to buy a house that know exactly what they're looking for, all right? So anyway, when we get down to the whole thing about them balking at the application, all right? The bulk of the application, it's $37 up front. Yes, it's crazy that you should have to pay an application fee to and do an application just to see a house, but let's let's walk through it. It's not about the poem that we've got, okay? It's about the program that we run. So make sure you understand that, all right? They get a house anywhere. That's not what we're doing here. We're not peddling houses. We've created a home ownership program. And so the real important question for the prospective buyer is, do you want to be a homeowner? you want to be a homeowner or do you want to be a renter? Which one is it? Obviously, they want to be a homeowner. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there talking to you. Okay? They don't want to be a renter. They want to be a homeowner. So the answer to that is automatically yes. Okay? Now, if not, there's no point in them seeing the house anyway because, you know what, they're not going to get it anyway because we don't do rental deals. I'm not in the rental business. I'm in the, in the selling houses business. Okay? So if they're not interested in being a homeowner, you know right there, you can just stop wasting time. Right then, boom. And that way you don't waste that hour, hour and a half, two hours, all that time set up to get them to show. You don't waste all that time. Done. Get them out. Beat it. You know, I'll get you hooked up with a property manager that can get you a rental. Okay? But if they do want to be a homeowner, okay, and our program works for you, because by this point, typically you would have already explained it to them exactly how it works. 
and they go out and see the house and they don't like it, that's okay, Mr. Buyer, because we can get you another one using our Home Finder program. Okay? So we're going to take, take a look at what just happened here. So the buyer wants to go, you know, a qualified prospect. They've got the cash. They're ready to pull the trigger. Um, they want to go see a house. And you told them, absolutely, you can see the house, but not until you pay an application fee and fill out an application, which seems counterintuitive, right? seems like, okay, you got somebody hot to try, and I got the money, and we should get them out of the house as quickly as possible. No more hurdles. And I'm just going to tell you, if you do that, you can do it all you want to, but don't do it with my leads. Do it with your own leads because you're going to burn through them. You're going to waste them, and you're going to get frustrated, and you're not going to make any money. Okay, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm telling you, no dough, no show, period, end of story. We're not showing coordinators. But you get them to the point now that if you have closed them up front and explained to them that, listen, here's the reason that you have to do an application up front. There are a number of reasons. Number one, it's not about the house. It's about the program. If you want to be a homeowner, I can help you, whether it's on this house or another one. doesn't make a difference. Entirely up to you. Okay? So that being said, if they go out to the property and they don't like it, before they've even gotten to that point, you've already explained to them up front about the Home Finder program. And we're doing this sequentially, methodically, uh, with purpose, because what you're trying to avoid is the one show, never hear from them again scenario. And that, that's going to happen if you don't do what I'm telling you to do here. Okay. So it's not about the home. It's about the program that we run. Do you want to be a homeowner? Yes. Okay. So if not, there's no point in seeing the house anyway because you can't have it anyway. Not a big deal. But if so, our program works for you. If you have this home, you don't like it. We can also get you another one using the Home Finder program. What you've done is you've basically paid for an insurance policy that if they go out and they see that house and they follow the instructions that I'm about to show you here in a minute and the house does not work for them, that you have an opportunity at that point to still communicate with that buyer, to not have your time wasted, to not lose that opportunity for that cash, for that deal, by flipping them over to a home finder program to get them exactly what they're looking for. Okay? So by doing it that way that I just showed you, what you just did was you took control, you refused to waste time being a showing coordinator, you forced yourself to close, okay, which is the hard part that everybody's always afraid of, but I'm not. I just go right into it because it's my way of the highway. You want to say the house is what you got to do. If you don't want to do that, you know, bye. There's plenty of 27 other people behind you. Not a big deal. But you have to, that's exactly the way you have to look at it. You guys are too afraid of losing a deal that, you know, you're not going to close and do what's necessary to actually get a deal. You know, you can't lose a deal anyway because you don't have it. Until the, until the funds have hit, uh, have been wired, um, and they're in the account, you got nothing. All right? Absolutely nothing. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, they have 50 grand. So what? Tell us in your account, what, is it, what difference was that doing for you? Nothing. You haven't lost anything because you don't have it yet. So close, okay? Don't be afraid to close. Get in there and drop the hammer. Tell them how it's got to be. Take control. They're looking for somebody to be in control. They're looking for someone to be in that position of authority, the expert. That's you. It has to be you. It cannot be anybody but you. And if you allow it to be anybody but you, the whole deal is going to unravel. And all you're going to be might as well go be a realtor because you're just going to be led around like a like a damn dog on a leash, jerked around with a choke chain, back and forth because you don't have any control. All right, that's not who I am. And that's not what I do. And I don't advise that you do that. All right. So in closing, then you you know basically you force yourself to close. You ensure you weren't dealing you know, um, with a tire kicker and you've got a truly qualified prospect 
and you provided yourself the opportunity to make money for the time spent in the event they don't like the home by explaining the home finder program up front. Okay. Does that make sense to everybody? I hope it makes sense. I mean, it's all laid out and specifically this way for a reason because I got tired years ago having people go out to their house, oh, I don't like it, you know, thanks. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, they got 10, 15, 20 grand and I don't want to see that money walk away when I can have it. And I can all have to do is go get one more house that does work. So that's the reason for the Home Finder program and the application up front. So you have that opportunity to explain that, close them on it before you waste any time. So once they apply, here's the process. You're going to go ahead and schedule the showing, If depending on what the scenario is. There's going to be one of two scenarios in most cases. It's either, it's either going to be on a combination coded lockbox, which is my preference. And that way they can get the code and they can go see the home at any time that they want to. Okay. Um, without anybody looking over them over their shoulder, those deals tend to be a lot better than if they've got to go see a house with somebody else. Or you're going to schedule the showing if a seller has to show the property. Okay. Either way is okay. It all depends on um, that particular home and what the situation is. So if it's on a lockbox, then we'll get the lockbox code, find out when they're going to go see the house, and then you ask them to call you when they leave to ensure that the, the key is back in the lockbox and that the door is locked. Okay? What that is, what is that? Let's talk about that for a second. That's, there's two reasons for that. Number one is, obviously, we want to make sure the property is secure because the seller has entrusted us with the key in a lockbox. But the real reason, the underlying motive in that is, is that as soon as their feet hit the front porch, you want to understand exactly where they are with that house. Do they love it? They're ready to pull the trigger. They're ready to rock. We're going to get a contract done that day. We're going to get wires and funds in that day. Is there, they need to talk to their husband or wife for a while. Do they hate the house? And if so, fantastic opportunity right then. you got to find out why. Okay. What is it about the house that doesn't work? Okay, and then once you understand that, then once again, what do you do? ABC, always be closing. We're going to roll right back into the home finder presentation at that point. No worries, Mr. Mr. Prospect or Mrs. Buyer. Um, that's based on what you indicated. That's exactly why we have the home finder program. We'll be happy to get you one that meets your exact criteria, that doesn't have those issues, that has exactly the bathtub that you want or whatever they're looking for. And here's all you need to do. I'm going to go ahead and send you the link right now uh, once you get signed up. You know, for that program, we'll go ahead and get your project started and we'll begin the acquisition process for properties for you, you know, immediately. So when can you do that? And you explain to them, you know, so basically there's no fee for that service, but we do escrow a thousand dollars up front that gets credited towards their down payment when they contract on a home. Okay. So there is, once again, you got to close. There's going to be skin in the game. It's a thousand bucks up front. I don't pick up the phone to go get somebody a home unless they pay the thousand dollars up front period end of story. Okay. And I don't suggest that you do it either because what, what, what's going to happen. You do it for free. Eventually you're going to get to the point where people are just wearing you out. They don't have the funds. You haven't pre-qualified them. They're not really serious. I had this happen years ago. And that's why I stopped doing that. And I started making people pay money up front where these two girls I had, it was on two separate properties where they had, um, both indicated they were ready, willing, and able to pull the trigger, had the cash, no problems. Uh, oh, if I could just give them this one house that they were absolutely in love with, right? So I did that. Put my, my neck on the line with the seller. Say, hey, look, we get this thing under contract. I'll have funds in your account this afternoon. They're ready to go. And what happens? We'll contract on both properties. And here comes the him and Han.
Don't have the money. Can't move for six months. Okay, so I go back to them like, look, I'm not trying to be funny with you, but I got a wife and kids and everything else, and I don't really have kind of time to waste. Well, if you knew you didn't have the funds or you knew you couldn't get out of your lease for six more months, why do you have me out here negotiating deals and contracting our properties for you? And the answer was because we didn't really think you could do it. Okay, so you don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to be in that time waster situation. So once again, you're going to have to do what people consider to be the hard thing, and that is close up front. Just explain to them. Listen, here's the situation. We're going to go out. And we're going to acquire a property for you. Okay, you're asking us to go out and buy a home for you because that's what they're asking us to do. And we're happy to do that. Okay, but we have to ensure that we're dealing with serious people who are committed, that have skin in the game that have a vested interest in what it is that we're doing and that we're not wasting our time, our energy, our resources, and our money acquiring a property for you. The way that we do that is through the $1,000 upfront funds that are credited towards your down payment. Not a fee, okay? You get 100% credit for it in your contract, becomes equity in the contract that you've got immediately, but it lets us know that you're serious. And once that happens, we're ready to pull the trigger and proceed and get things moving forward immediately, okay? That's it. You got to do that. If you don't want to do that, then I mean, this is not the gig for you. It's very easy. You see me do it all the time. So if the seller must show the house, this is very important. You need to understand this up front. Okay. You've got to tell the buyer to keep their mouth shut. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, what do you mean to keep their mouth shut? Why can't they talk to the seller? Well, they can talk to the seller. They can go in there and talk to them about the weather and they can talk to them about the cabinets and the house and the backyard and the electric bills and all the other stuff. But Anytime you've got a seller and a buyer coming together without you being present, you run the risk of the entire deal imploding, and you also run the risk of circumvention, meaning they cut you out of the deal, okay? You don't want either one of those things, so I'm going to tell you how to avoid that, but you've got to do it my way, all right? I'm telling you for a reason. You basically have to put the, the legitimate fear of God in the buyer, okay, because Buyers, unfortunately, love to run their mouth. And I've had this happen before in situations where we actually, actually contracted on properties, legally had contracts that we could, we could force production of the deed, and the buyer goes out and sees it, and they start running their mouth to the seller, and they tell the seller something stupid like they've had a bankruptcy or uh, they're in litigation with lawsuits or uh, they've got bad credit or, I mean, any number of other things or, you know, with the they're Muslim or whatever the hell it is, all kinds of crazy stuff. All right. And the seller then balks, even the way of a contract. And, and what, what is the recourse at that point in time? Okay. If the seller, we have a contract and the seller balks and says, no, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. What is our recourse? Well, at that point I have to explain to the buyer, say, listen, Mr. Buyer, I have a contract on the home that's enforceable in court. And we can absolutely get this house for you, just as we indicated that we would, because we actually technically legally already have it. But if the seller refuses to provide the keys and he's going to try to prevent occupancy, despite the contract that we have, our only recourse at that point is litigation. Okay. And that litigation is going to require a no less than five grand up front for an attorney for a retainer, which you don't have. 
And it's going to take God only knows how long, two, three, four, five, six, eight, ten, twelve months, possibly longer, which you don't have since you have to move. So at that point, we have to make a, make a determination. Is it easier just to go get another house and walk away from this one and not make the same mistake again where you keep your mouth shut next time? Or do you want to cough up the five grand for an attorney so that we can go after him? Because I'm not paying for an attorney to go after him. Okay. Well, obviously, you know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go with option B, which is to go get another house. And that's what, generally speaking what happens. And invariably, it tends to work out better for them anyway. But let's avoid all that up front. You tell them to keep their mouth shut when they go out to see the house. Okay? They can talk about the weather, the cabinets, anything about the house. They're there specifically to determine whether or not that house works for them. Not to get involved in conversations about their income, their credit, their assets, their business history, their personal life. Uh, their religion, any of that stuff, okay? Nothing. And so you explain it to the buyer that the reason that you don't want them to do all this stuff is because, you know, even though we have a contract on the home, if they go out there and get the, you know, hairs on the back of the neck of the seller all riled up, that he can still cause problems and try to implode the deal, and they don't want that. They're going to be heartbroken if they go out there and they don't listen to us. And they run their mouth and the whole deal implodes, okay? So just let's avoid all that, Mr. Buyer. Just keep your mouth shut, okay? If they start asking you, and sometimes this will happen, if the seller starts asking you questions about, you know, your deal, how much down payment money you have, uh, your credit, your income, any of that kind of stuff, all you do is defer them to me. You say, listen, I'm just here to take a look at the house to see what works. Vincent's going to handle all of that stuff for me. Or John or, you know, Danica, whoever it is, whoever it is that's working with them, they're going to handle all of that stuff for me if I decide to proceed. You have to give them that language, okay? Tell them exactly what to say. In the event that something like that comes up, say, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm just here to take a look at the property to determine whether or not it works. If I decide to proceed, Vincent will handle all that information for me with you, okay? Done. There's no place that you've left the seller to go at that point. All right, they try circumvention at that point. You know, they've already been basically put on notice that that's not going to happen. So it's a, there's a double whammy that happens there. So make sure they don't discuss anything other than the house, nothing about their personal situation. Now, if the house works, they go out and they say, you see the house and the house actually works and you know, you call them around the doorstep, they love it and the house works and they're ready to rock and roll. Let me know pronto because I will get the contracts together. It takes about 15 minutes. Um, we'll get that to them. I can walk them through the question and answers that they have we have to amend anything, change anything, alter anything. We'll get that taken care of. Get the contract executed via DocuSign so we have it instantaneously. And get them wiring instructions so they can wire the funds in. And once those funds are in and they have occupancy, yes, it gets paid. You do. Okay? But I got to have an executed contract. I got to have funds in hand. And they have to have occupancy, legal occupancy. Legal occupancy basically is going to be defined as they have the keys and they have taken something physically and put it in the house, okay? So they've got possession. We've got to have that. Otherwise, I don't release funds. Once they've got that, here comes your money. So we want to make that happen ASAP. Now, if they hit the front porch and the house doesn't work and they're calling you as they're putting the lockbox back in or they've just left and they're in the car after meeting with the seller, now is the time to roll into converting them to the Home Finder program and get them to sign up and pay the $1,000 towards their down payment up front. Okay? Once that happens, and you got to stay on these people and you got to close them, not a problem, Mr. Buyer, I understand. That sometimes it happens. Um, it get them to explain to you exactly what it was about the house that didn't work and pay attention to what they're saying. 
no worries. We'll, we'll get you another property that doesn't have that issue or that does have what you're looking for. Um, all you have to do is go sign up here. It takes about 20 seconds. Get that signed up for it. Get, get the payment remitted, and we'll go ahead and set up your base camp project immediately so that we can begin the acquisition process for a new property for you. Okay? Very simple. It all makes sense. It's all legit. If they want to balk at you, about $1,000 up front. Think about it from this perspective. Mr. Buyer, Mrs. Buyer, you're asking me and my company to go out there and locate properties that match your description, take them through the due diligence process, and then purchase them based on you indicating that you want to buy a home from us, but you're not willing to do what is done on every other real estate contract, which is put up bonus money for us to do that, for us to go out and spend money and take our time and resources to actually acquire a house. I mean, let's, you have to be realistic. Okay. We're happy to go get your home, but we have to know that you're serious. Period. End of story. Right. That's it. And if they're not, then I mean, let them go. Don't, don't even waste time. It's not worth wasting time because you don't want to, again, be that dog at the end of that choker chain being jerked around um, because you haven't taken control. You've got to take control. All right. What questions do you guys have? Hopefully you guys have got some questions. Let me open this thing up so I can get over here. And no questions, it doesn't look like. So, okay, nobody has any questions. You guys are ready to close. You ready for these buyer leads? Everybody's been through the buyer prequel video. You got all the seven questions down. You know when to pull the trigger. Is that a yes? Anybody going to put up a question? No? You got it? You guys ready to close some deals? <clears throat> Todd's asking, when do I get my buyer leads? You've been getting buyer leads. You, you better check your email, Todd. I've been sending them to you, bunches of them. All right, Pete, you got it, Peter. You got it, Peter, Pete. <clears throat> you got it. Um, fantastic. Anybody else have any other questions? If not, we will shut this down. I'll get the replay back up so you can watch it again. But it's a very systematic, methodical process. And if you follow the process, you will close and you will make money. Okay? But if you don't follow this and you want to do things your way, you think you're going to improve on my system or that you know better, you will go the way of so many before you that couldn't follow instructions and paid me thousands of dollars for coaching only to not close a deal um, because of their own fault because they did not listen and didn't follow instructions that are proven, documented to work. Okay. I know this is not the quote unquote, typical, normal, conventional process. That's why it works. Okay. It's not the conventional process. It's not what they're used to. And that is okay. It works, but you must take control. You must close. You must have a professional presentation You've got to do this like a professional, okay? Not like an order taker, not like a realtor, dog and pony show, all that nonsense. You're a professional real estate investor, act like it. You're a professional salesperson, act like it. Always be closing, okay? You must take control and close. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're afraid to do that, if your fragile little ego can't handle somebody telling you no or that, um, you know, they don't want to do it your way or whatever, it, then this is not the scenario for you, okay? 
you need to go be a slave job employee for somebody. All right. This is not your deal. You need to, this is for people that don't want to waste time. They're very direct. They have no issue whatsoever. in telling people exactly how it's going to be. Okay. As the expert, as the person that's in control. And so if you can do that, fantastic. You can make a lot of money. If you can't do that, don't want to do that too afraid to do that. This is not your gig. Okay. So I hope that helps you guys. Let me go ahead and get this thing done and we'll get the replay back up and you guys can watch it and grind it out and make sure you understand the process backwards and forwards because you're going to, if you go through it, you're going to see that things go out and they lay down exactly the way that I say they will. Right. But I'll be here if you need help. So I hope that helped everybody and thank you for attending and have a wonderful day. Let's go make some money. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.